morning, friends. People for peace, pods of consciousness, planetary citizens, wherever you are today. Welcome to Glocal News in Social Artistry, where we talk to people that are building a more humane world from the inside out. I'm your host, Dick Dalton, and my guest today is a return guest. Uh, Diana Rankin was on the show almost twice. <laughs> Hi, Diana. Good morning. <laughs> I believe uh, your first uh, time on the show was Halloween, wasn't it? That was the second. Well, that we, was the second one. Oh, okay. When we had so many, um, I was on the week before the 24th, and we just talked. Oh, that's right. Okay. And then the next week was Halloween, and we had so many difficulties with electronics. <laughs> Well, that was a, a very auspicious day, Halloween, this year. Not only did we have an interesting uh, time trying to connect, I did get to read online some of your book, uh, The Found Child. Yes, that's wonderful. Thank you. And we, uh, we got to talk a little bit, but uh, later that day, I was with my father and, and some family uh, when he passed on to wherever people pass on to. And uh, I let you know about that. Yes, you did. And I'm still holding your heart because, you know, when we love someone, even if we know that this is the, a normal phase of life to leave it, it still hurts those of us left behind, behind, and we grieve. Yes, we do. In our very unique ways, it seems as though there, there may be books written, and, uh, and Elizabeth Kubler-Ross can talk about death and dying and different things, but we each go through our, our personal experiences of this and work it in different ways. You, uh, you responded to my letting you know the news by saying that Either my father had contacted you <laughs> or you him. I'm not sure. How, could you explain how you, why you responded that he would, uh, he's, he was having a little trouble getting, uh, well, not trouble, but it, it was a, a new experience for him in that dimension, let's call it. And, um, and that he would, in a way, contact me at the funeral, either by electrical aberration or a picture would fall. Do you recall passing that on to me? I'm sorry, I really don't. Um, That's interesting in itself. <laughs> I could almost read it here if I, if I came across the, the, uh, the right uh, text message. And I do not doubt one bit. That's exactly <laughs> what I said. You know, Dick, people come back to me years later and say, you told me this. And at the time, it seemed rather strange, but it was right on. And I would say, when I was just writing condolences to you, that's what your father asked me to say. Uh -huh. Or I was told to say for him. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. I honestly, you know, I teach other people how to do this, but I the bottom line is, I have no idea how it really works. <laughs> Other than we just allow ourselves to receive those messages, and we're just the channel that passes them on. 
So I always say we don't necessarily live in that deeper energy. And the Diana, who is speaking to you now, just kind of lives at a different level than the Diana who gives messages such as the one you received from your father. I, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, I was going to say, well, I think I know what you mean, but then I thought, well, I'm not sure I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Did you receive a message from your father? Well, I did. <laughs> okay. That's the important but, thing, isn't it? <laughs> but I had forgotten about your uh, your message to me uh, Good. a week later. I, I wasn't, I wasn't, it wasn't in my mind at all. And so I wasn't looking for any electrical aberrations or any pictures to fall. But uh, the way it happened was I, after the funeral and after the luncheon, my daughter and I were standing next to uh, a counter where my dad's books and pamphlets were being displayed and having a conversation about uh, some of his how, how things would follow through. And uh, I won't go into the particulars of that, but at a very auspicious moment, a pamphlet fell off of the counter and hit me in the foot. I just fell off the counter. Uh, and at that moment, I said, oh. <laughs> And I immediately told Alethea, my daughter, the you know the account, the story, and it shifted my perception or my uh, perspective on the conversation that she and I were having. And uh, I might go ahead and say it has continued to make that shift uh, even more real. So uh, it was very curious, very curious. <laughs> One of my, when I set out as as a child, I set out to be a writer. Never did I think I would be doing this work, uh, and I, as you know, I continue to write. And this particular work that I do was not something I wanted to do. Uh, and <laughs> but I am so blessed to be able to do it because it heals hearts. Mm-hmm. It it really gives people comfort. And what I've learned over and over, Dick, is that people who pass over, almost 100% want those of us who are here left on earth grieving to know they're okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are exceptions to that, of course, but I, I, I want to say almost 100, not quite, you know, mm-hmm. maybe 98, 99, but mm-hmm. they, they have those different ways of telling us, I'm still here with you. I'm just... It's like a different dimension. There's just a veil here, that's all, but I'm still here. That eases our grief. It doesn't mean we stop grieving. Of course not, because we can't touch the person. We don't have the same interaction. And as we're learning to communicate with the people in spirit world, those loved ones are also learning a new language in ways of communicating with us, which is why something like the pamphlet falling on your foot <laughs> is that's kind of an easy way. I'm going to get your attention mm-hmm. <laughs> to just let you know. <laughs> and in that conversation that she and I were having, it was the instant of appropriateness 
for the timing. You know, it, it wasn't just uh, while we were standing there talking. It was at an exact moment for him to give his point of view. It was like he was sharing his point of view in the conversation. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Thank you for sharing this. Yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, what, you're, what you were just saying about the folks in the other world, and I could, I, I may call them, may I call them pods of consciousness? I think so. I think that I've not heard that, but I love that. That's a beautiful way of expressing it. Well, that's a phrase that came to me while I was uh, doing some editing on my book uh, before it was published, trying to describe an individual, uh, a soul, uh, um, you know, what are we? And that phrase, pod, pods of consciousness, uh, came to mind, and I Googled it, and I got one hit. <laughs> and that is your book, I Am Not My Thoughts. Uh, yes, that uh, that's the name of the book, and so in that book, I uh, I talk about po- pods of consciousness, and it it seems to grow in its application, and I'm I'm really tickled with the way that came about, and and then continues to have its own life of growing. Uh, so I was going to say that my grandmother on my mother's side in Fayette, Missouri. I lived with her one semester of high school, and her husband had died some years, a long year, 15 years before, 20. And uh, during that semester, she shared with me the event of him appearing at her bedside, Mm -hmm. saying that he was fine, Mm. and he just wanted her to know that she didn't need to worry about him. And she said it gave her so much peace. Good. Um, and that was that was a real-life family example of, of what you're talking about, that, that at least he was able to get into a space, <laughs> a form, uh, you know, whatever, uh, mm-hmm. that spoke to her. And... Uh, I'm sure it happens in different ways with different people. Loved ones come through in many different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, Your grandmother's experience is one of the ways. Spirits can come through, or the pods of consciousness can come through in the dream time, or when we're just falling off or just waking up. Mm -hmm. That sometimes is the easiest way to reach someone Mm -hmm. because of the... When we're awake, we're in our monkey mind most of the time. And, <laughs> yes. You know, our thoughts are, our, our thoughts, our human mind most likely is not going to accept, for mo- most of us, not all, but not going to accept that we can communicate with people in spirit world. And so in the dream time, that conscious mind is asleep, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I don't know the science of it, but it we're not stopping it from coming and so it's it's like the veils between the worlds are much thinner around 4 four thirty in the morning mm-hmm. and that's when the spirits can communicate with us much easier mm-hmm. um, let me uh, share with our listeners today uh, whoever's out there Rena or Stoney or Marcia or, or uh, Ruth uh, 
and many others, I hope, that we're going to open the phones uh, in the second part of the hour. And you, if you would like for Diana's uh, other Diana (laughs) (laughs) to uh, be able to work a little bit uh, this morning because you have a question about a, a loved one, then you can call our our phone line here at the studio. It's 573-443-8255, but that'll be uh, at about uh, in about 20 minutes. We'll we'll let you know when we are going to open the phones. And uh, please feel free to have a hopefully uh, a heartfelt uh, serious question for uh, or a, a seeking that uh, Diana's other Diana can respond to. <laughs> That's all right. It's all the same person. It's all the same Diana. <laughs> Just a deeper level. Yeah. Well, and that's a good point, uh, because as we first become self-conscious uh, during our early, early childhood, uh, that level of consciousness is simply just dealing with uh, uh, what people have told us, or in some ways, we're much more open to receiving messages. Uh, we just don't know quite what to do with them. And so our awareness, well, what do you think? Uh, Our awareness can grow, and yet there's another uh, argument, so to speak, that that our awareness in some ways gets uh, walled off uh, by the teachings and the uh, obedience training that we get put through uh, in growing up. How, How do you see that? A couple of things are coming to mind here. First of all, most of our most children up to the age of around five are fairly not all, but again most are fairly open to the spirit world. So we often hear of children two, three years old talking to angels mm-hmm. or a, a grandmother who's passed. Mm-hmm. The downside of having our belief systems pretty well formed by the time they're five is that if those belief systems shut us down, we will either spend the rest of our life trying to reinforce those belief systems or trying to rewrite them. But you and I both studied with Gene Houston, mm-hmm. and I also studied with Angel Gale. I think we've talked about that the last time. Mm-hmm. And when, when we were in that mystery school atmosphere, uh, and when it's the same when, we're, when I'm teaching a, a workshop, we're in a different level of consciousness than, say, when we go off to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's that kind of level of consciousness. It's just we go a little bit deeper into ourselves mm-hmm. and connect a little bit more with our spirit self in those situations Part- rather than being right. in this mundane world all the time. Uh, partly by walking into the space and then by the exercises that will be uh, will be guided through even take us beyond and beyond yes. uh, as open as we can be yes boy <laughs> when i uh, when i in, when i was in one of those and ended up uh, being uh, a kalahari uh, desert woman 10,000 years ago Nursing my son, I, you know, I don't know 
what else you can do? <laughs> <laughs> and working with, with mediumship or with psychic abilities or animal communication, it's the same thing, Dick. We're just tapping into those greater energies that are part of the, the, the cultural context, but also part of the deeper meaning of all life. And, you know, Einstein tells us there's no such thing as time as we know it. Mm-hmm. And so if everything is happening in the now, right this minute, then we should be able to tap into those other worlds at will. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't want to necessarily leave that door wide open, because I think if we leave that door wide open, it's very difficult to maneuver in the mundane world. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, it's hard to do taxes. It, it's hard. To yeah. <laughs> it's hard to cook dinner. <laughs> yes, or follow a recipe or drive a car or even have conversations with people who aren't in that world. And you know, you've had mystical experiences. And I always say that we start with our gut instinct, go to intuition, go to psychic abilities, and then we become the mystic. And you know that you, there are no words to really describe those experiences. And trying to describe them in words kind of diminishes the whole experience, but we want to share it. And so we have to find words to describe it. And it's a very difficult thing to do. So to explain how it works, we really can't because Mm -hmm. (laughs) there are no words. Let me just say that this morning I wanted in particular to do a little meditating before I left Jeff City to come up here to the station. And immediately when I got in position, so to speak, the purpose of the meditation was clear that I needed to set an intention for today's conversation, which I've never done before. (laughs) Ah. Never thought about that before. And in being open to the intention it was to meet a listener's need for inspiration understanding and or forgiveness so it feels that today that's going to happen has already happened possibly in our conversation and uh, uh, there's certainly room for that to take place but it as you were saying you can't just and and that's just a a small opening into what i needed to hear but i i made room for it it felt felt like i needed to make room to hear that and then to pass it on thank you So, so as you're talking about uh, our abilities or potentials for communicating to this you call it the spirit world do you intentionally set aside a time or how do you regulate uh, your access and openness to that before I talk to a client now I'll have a client on the phone And I do all of my sessions with clients either by phone or international clients or usually by Skype. Mm -hmm. But once I have the client on the phone, I'll ask the client to say a private prayer Mm. and just know that we're together in love. Mm -hmm. 
open yourself, your heart, so you can hear what you need to hear, which isn't always what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. And I always tell the client, you know, it doesn't matter what words you say, it's just going to help you relax a little bit to say a prayer. Mm-hmm. While you're saying your prayer, I say my prayer. And my prayer is always, my intention is to provide detailed, accurate, helpful information in a loving manner for this client. Then I always say a prayer of knowing I'm protected. Mm. And I always call in, because this is what's comfortable for me, I call in the divine light of the Christ. Anybody can call in whatever is, is comfortable for them. Mm-hmm. And then I ask Philip, who you know is my spirit guide, mm-hmm. to come and be with me and help me to provide this accurate information, detailed information that will help the person. My goal is to help people live a greater life, to live their soul's mission, Mm -hmm. which is always full of love. That's the only way we're going to heal ourselves and heal the world. Amen. (laughs) To live in love, to live our greatest life. Mm -hmm. And I think we're here on the edge of bringing this forward. You're not alone in that, are you? There's there's a whole host of people, and I'm sure spirit dimension uh, pods of consciousness <laughs> that uh, are um, working and open and and daily encouraging that particular um, manifestation. Absolutely. And as more of us are open and on board with that then it uh it comes to a tipping point maybe is that a a fair word to use i would use that yes Mm -hmm. and uh we're (laughs) we're anxious for the tipping point (laughs) (laughs) we are it may not happen immediately but Uh it's there one of the things that i have noticed on my youtube channel okay is I started out doing monthly messages, and then they became weekly messages. And I realized more and more I needed to give the weekly messages, and sometimes I also give a few predictions. But I realized from the comments I was getting back that people were saying thank you for giving us ways of dealing with all this turmoil in our world. Mm. And that kind of defined and clarified my mission for me as to what, I, what am I doing on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think if, if once we're open to helping to make our world better by starting with ourselves, healing our own patterns, mm-hmm. once we're really committed to that, those ways of helping others just appear and become clarified for us. Mm-hmm. And What you're doing is, is right. in, in your book. Mm-hmm. I haven't finished it, I have to admit. Um, it's one of those, I don't want to sit down and read it cover to cover, so Perfect. I'm mm-hmm. only on page 55. So well, I, you're ready, f- you're at the beginning of the judging virus chapter. <laughs> I know that because yesterday I, I was with a, a group and, and a woman said, I have your book and it's right on my nightstand, but I... I I haven't opened it yet. <laughs> and I said, well, as she left, I said, page 56. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I had no idea what page 56 was. I understand. So I went home and I looked. 56 is page two of the judging virus chapter, which goes into to how we get loaded with judging and how uh, forgiveness can take place and, and so on. And I thought, wow, that was a cool page to give her. <laughs> Thank you. However, that came about. Uh, what is your YouTube channel's name, Diana? Diana Rankin. Oh, that's all. Just, <laughs> that's it. Uh, okay, so we just type in uh, on YouTube Diana Rankin, and uh, a whole bunch of your uh, entries would come up, right? It should. Okay. If there's any problem, people can call me, mm-hmm. which is 937-362-2117. They could call me. They can email me, which is, again, just my name, mm-hmm. Diana, D-I-A-N-A, Rankin, R-A-N-K-I-N. And then it's my birthday, 1111, which people interpret as 1111 mm-hmm. at gmail.com. Wonderful. Or they can go to either of my websites, which is, again, one is just my name, dianarankin.com, mm-hmm. or awakeningintuition.org. Wonderful. Or .info, excuse me. Uh, oh, right. It is. A, I was just there before the show, .info. Well, Diana, we're going to take our typical uh, break at uh, 1030 here and let uh, Dennis, our engineer, uh, tell us a thing or two through (laughs) some other folks (laughs) his fingers will do the walking and uh we'll be right back listeners with uh more of diana rankin and if seriously if you have some questions that you would like or some interest in having her uh, work with uh, a loved one uh animal or otherwise i suppose uh, correct yes uh put in your uh, write down uh, 573-443-8255, and, and when we get back online, we'll uh, take a couple of minutes to introduce that again, and, and uh, feel free to call. All right, okay. Dennis, take us on out, and we'll be right back. Welcome back, friends. Uh, this is Dick Dalton, your host for Glocal News and Social Artistry, where we talk to folks that are building a more humane world from the inside out. And uh, Diana Rankin is a prime example of someone who is, has and is doing exactly that. Uh, Diana, we're, we decided that we're going to open the phones, right, to, if someone would like to call in and uh, uh, have you... Um, work with them i don't know how would you describe it um what's what's the phrase work? well I, I think the best thing that works probably for radio it's what works for large crowds if somebody has a question ah, okay. uh, about their life their relationship their career uh, or if they want to speak to an animal or a person in spirit world we can do that mm-hmm. uh, they don't have to have a question we can just give them a message mm-hmm. So if somebody has wants a message from what I call messages from Philip, mm-hmm, right? <laughs> which is, as you know, one of my books. It's an oracle book, and 
I always give a message on my weekly uh, YouTube broadcast. So, uh, is that the same as the Master's Book of Answers by Philip? It is. It Which is. I, I'm holding in my hand. Ah. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're very mm-hmm. welcome. Okay. Well, we'll just uh, chat, and if the phone rings, uh, then we will just uh, cut into the phone call, and and you can talk to whoever is. Uh, asking a question or has something to say be happy to and what is the number again please 573-443-8255 got it thank you Mm -hmm. so we don't have to be quiet and wait all right (laughs) (laughs) one thing about uh pods of consciousness in in this whole um let's call it a a movement toward love is I don't look at people any longer as the what I see. I look at people as pods of consciousness that are inside, so to speak, a physical body that looks like they look and talks like they talk and thinks like they think. But I have no idea... Uh, if they're working on monkey brain, as you were described, where if they're, I don't know their level of awareness. I don't know how many actual decisions they're making about their behaviors, or if it's simply the um, pre-programming that, that gets done as we grow up and things happen and things happen and things happen and we just sort of um, are there for the ride and we have really very little um, opportunity to make actual decisions until we start questioning why <laughs> do I do what I do? Why am I thinking these things? Why, why do I feel this all the time? Which can then lead to a greater awareness, which is what I think you're describing. Absolutely. And it does begin with each of us individually working on ourselves. I think it's easier to work in community than than alone mm-hmm. because the community holds that energy for each other. And, you know, in my year-long workshop, I see, well, and also in the weekend workshops, I see people become lifelong friends. Mm-hmm. And it, Well, you and I met because of the mystery school that we attended, mm-hmm. even though we weren't there at the same time. But, you know, studies show us, I think it was a study that I read in the Wall Street Journal some years ago, and I don't recall who did the study offhand, but it it said that about 20% of the population is sensitive, and within that 20% is a rotating scale. So that means 80% of the people in our our world... uh, we don't have that great awareness of that that 80%. So the 20% is carrying the sensitivity. That makes it a little bit more difficult for the 20% because we are feeling things that we think others are feeling. Mm -hmm. Gosh, Dick, it took me a long time to recognize that not everybody feels or thinks the same way I do. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) That was a huge revelation. And honestly, it was a couple of marriages later when I finally Uh, got that. uh So 
I think that what we have to do, as you said, we have to grow. And as we grow, then we recognize, wait a minute, not everyone thinks like this. Mm-hmm. And then we can have compassion mm-hmm. for how others think differently or feel differently than we do. That doesn't mean we give up boundaries. I always say unconditional love is not the lack of boundaries. Mm-hmm. Unconditional love means we have stronger boundaries. And we certainly do speak up and speak out and act out against any of those harmful words or harmful acts that are taking place. Mm-hmm. But it gives us, as you said, that opportunity to look inside ourselves to see, you know, that person who just passed me on the road, that person's really angry. So what, what are my inner angers? I can bless that person, let them pass on, but what, it, what are my inner angers that I need to look at? Mm-hmm. They may not be as strong as that person with road rage, mm-hmm. but certainly there are things that anger me, and I need to look at what those are. And forgive, my, and forgive yourself? Yes. Mm-hmm. Forgive myself, love myself, mm-hmm. and praise myself for saying, hey, <laughs> Ray, I found an anger that I don't have to have anymore. <laughs> You're going to love the rest of this chapter you're just ready to read. (laughs) (laughs) Which is why I probably put it off. (laughs) So I can really savor it after our conversation. (laughs) Oh, I'm just laughing because it, yeah, you're you're just hitting right on uh, what it's about. I love it. That's great. Imagine that. Uh, Two weeks ago, uh, Jane Battenberg was on our show. Uh, Jane's an old mystery schooler as well, and social artistry, and uh, her book was Change Your Thoughts, Change the World, and she gave a, an example of a time where she and a girlfriend were sitting next to some people, and the other people were having a very angry, some kind of a, a conversation that wasn't happy. And uh, Jane just went inside herself, found where she had a similar history, forgave herself, and coincidentally or not, (laughs) the people at the other table changed their conversation. Imagine that. Yeah. Uh, So what you're saying, what Jane was saying, what so many of my guests actually over the year have in common is this growing knowledge that that our thoughts are so um, powerful on the what we might call the good side and the bad side and that our influence goes well beyond uh, our two ears or our nose (laughs) that that we have energies that uh, actually go out and connect with uh, energies all over the universe in, in, in some respects. And they never go away. And you just said a magical word, energy. Mm-hmm. Science, basic science tells us everything is energy. Mm-hmm. And we can feel that energy. Mm-hmm. And if someone walks into the room and they are pure love, they are that light, we feel it. Mm-hmm. 
if someone walks in and they're, they're they pull the whole room down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We can test it with ourselves. I know when I'm feeling stressed or in a rush, the traffic around me is irritating me more and more, right? (laughs) But if I'm feeling laid back and full of love, traffic just flows. My day flows. I have to go here, here, and here, and it just flows. I will be ahead of the crowd. I don't have to stand (laughs) in the long line. All the lights are green. (laughs) All the lights are green. Exactly. We live in that flow that beautiful flow of life and those little things that we look at that say that irritated me (laughs) and then if we move back from that irritation and infuse it with love Mm -hmm. starting with ourselves the whole the whole world changes Hmm. and uh, we can do that more and more and more and have less and less of the irritations Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing, you know, in our... Well, Gene Houston always taught us, and, and the ancient ones always tell us, that creation starts with chaos. That's the first step of creation. And, and as a writer, I heard that over and over as a kid. The first step of creating a new novel or a new book is chaos. I'm out to change that ancient mythology. I'm out to say the first step of creation is love. Thank you. Let's, let's start creating out of love mm-hmm. instead of chaos, because what causes that chaos, in my opinion, is the old bouncing up and butting heads with the new. We're afraid to give up the old. And if we let go of that, instead of holding on to all of that old stuff that really isn't working anymore anyway, and move into the new paradigm, Mm-hmm. and do so with, with flow instead of butting heads with the old and trying to hang on, we can create an, out of love instead of creating out of chaos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I would never have been able to say uh, that phrase about uh, creation always starts with chaos. I don't, I'm sure I heard it, but it, it never stuck with me. <laughs> Good. <laughs> the, the word that uh, always... Uh, comes through with me is co-create that we're always co-creating because none of us are uh, alone none of us uh, are a vacuum i mean we're all in relationship to everything else and so any kind of creation that's going to take place is going to be a co-creation that is helping to nudge and massage the energies <laughs> in a way that moves in this direction uh, rather than in yeah, the, a different direction. Absolutely. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Hey, we're co-creating right here. We are co-creating right here. In one of my books, 23 Days of Celtic Journey, I talk about two lovers who have to part. Mm. But before they leave, they're in England at the time, and before they they part, they're standing in a park in London Mm -hmm. near a tree, and they're taking each other's picture. And a a gentleman walks up and says, may I take your your picture? Mm -hmm. And so the the two lovers have their picture taken together. Mm -hmm. And in in the book, it's a 
book-length poem, by the way, which I never thought I would write, but did. Hmm. Uh, but in the in the 23 days, the lovers, I, I use that photograph as a way of saying, those lovers will live forever in eternity. And that goes back to everything is happening at the same time, which is a difficult concept to grasp unless you've experienced it. It's difficult for me. <laughs> I, I understand. Except for that one moment uh, there, uh, however long a period of time it was, that I I became that Kalahari woman 10,000 years ago. And, and the question was, you know, is that happening now? Or am I doing a soul travel back? Or, you know, is this a... What is this? <laughs> and what you're... What, uh, well, uh, you tell me, uh, is it in your opinion that everything is happening simultaneously? So I just happened to, or not happened, I just tapped into, what do you think it was? <laughs> <laughs> I think that you tapped into another dimension, another world, but it is all happening simultaneously. Mm-hmm. The rational mind cannot comprehend that. No, I I agree. And if we try with the rational mind, we may drive ourselves a little insane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Back in the, I believe the 1920s, Rollo May. Rollo well, May. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, was it the 20s or the 30s? I don't know. I, I just know the name, and I'm okay. not sure why. He did a, his PhD study was on people who were in insane asylums of that day. Mm-hmm. And he found many of them predicted World War One and World War Two. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the time, it didn't make sense because there was no war. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he went on um, to explain that if we open those channels to quickly or leave them open or open those channels without proper guidance mm-hmm. or help what happens is we tend to go in we don't deal with the mundane world we can't live in it right and so when we go to those places like you did you know it's real but you the rational mind has to be in control to live in the mundane world and so we can go to those places i know it's real but what is it right and what am i learning from it what is what does it mean to me and then that comes uh, oh that connects to a poster that a student brought to me in, in my health class it says the meaning of life is to give life meaning. <laughs> and and it, it really impacted me because uh, I now give meaning to things rather than look for the meaning. It's, it's like, it's meaningful. It was meaningful that you know, Jane was on two weeks ago and here you are and we have a connection of of an idea. And and the the moment you had the experience of the the woman feeding her child, nursing 
her child. Mm-hmm. You're fem- you recognized your own feminine energies. Yeah. And that moment alone is meaningful. Right. It, it doesn't have to mean anything else. It may or may not. Mm-hmm. But all by itself, it's meaningful. And she was a black woman. That's meaningful. That's meaningful. Right. Yeah. I agree. It, and, and then I, it, it, it causes me to look at my whole life and to see how those threads uh, had already been flowing <laughs> yes. through experience after experience. And, and this one, one moment of inhabiting that body was, was a, a way of saying, yep. That's right. <laughs> yes. No surprise. <laughs> you mentioned forgiveness, and if we may, please. I, I think once we learn that everything that we do, that we say, has a purpose. Oh, can you hold just a second? Sure. Dennis has someone on the line. Okay. Go ahead. Hi. Are you calling in? I am. All right. Uh, are we going to be able to hear Diana too, Dennis? I'm speaking. Oh, good. Up. Okay. Okay. Hi. Hi. Hi, Diana. How are you? I'm well. May I have your first name, please? My name is Kim. Kim. Oh, well, Kim, yeah. welcome. Thank you for calling in. Well, I was driving through Columbia, and I was listening to your to everything, and just how you're presenting yourself and live in love, that's really really got me so that's why i was calling in to say you know uh, my mom died earlier this year and i just like we're living through chaos right now and that everything you're saying it really hits home so thank you well thank you kim and we're so sorry for your loss that's a tough one to lose a parent yeah it happened i'm sorry it, it has been. It's been really tough for all of us. Of course, of course. So we're going to just wrap up your heart and hold it and help you feel a little more love. And, you know, your mother, if, you, if I may, if you would like, we can ask your mother for a message for you. That would be great. Okay. May I have her first name, please? Betty. B-E-T-T-Y? Yes. Okay. Well... Betty, first of all, she has tears in her eyes at your grief because she would not want you to grieve as heavily as you have been grieving. And she is also very sorry that she left things unsaid and undone. Does that make sense to you? It does. Okay. Um, And she's thanking you for carrying on the family tradition, and there's no S on that. It's just tradition. She may be referring to the holidays, but I'm not sure. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what that means. I don't need to know what that means, if that has meaning for you. And mm-hmm. as, as long as that has meaning for you, that's okay. If, if it doesn't have meaning, we will go deeper to try to figure out what she's talking about. I'm not quite sure. So. Okay. Um, okay, thank you. Uh, she said you're trying to hold the family together. And mm-hmm. she, she did that for many years. And then she stopped. And so she's telling you, you don't need to hold the family together. 
uh, let the family be with the, let everybody scatter to where they need to scatter. Don't hold okay. responsibility for that. And she Amazing. Also, yep. Okay. Okay. So you understand what we're saying? I do. Okay. You will find that your life is going to take a turn this year, and that turn is going to lead you toward the work you will be doing in the world because your current work is not what you're supposed to be doing. But you have to first let go of, you have to let go of the wound that you did not receive from your family. Your mother tells me also from her, you did not receive what you needed to receive. So now you get to give it to yourself. And, excuse me. And Kim, that can be very common because we all need to give ourselves more love. So I'm going to suggest that you just talk to little Kim and tell her how great she is because you didn't get that message. Okay. I, can, I can see how great you are. I bet Dick could see how great you are. But you're not seeing it. Your mother's able to hold you now in a way she couldn't before. She keeps saying thank you to you. So that tells me you probably took care of her in some ways. Yep. Okay? So what I want you to know, she tells me that she is going to pay you a visit within the next three nights, and she's saying nights, so that tells me it's probably going to be in your sleep, in the dream time. So if something, a noise or a feeling that someone's touching you wakes you up, don't be frightened. Okay. You know, now, I, I'm, when my practical side comes in here, too, and if so you hear somebody, you know, at your window or door, <laughs> certainly call the police. <laughs> so I, yes. I'm not talking about not being aware and practical, but your mother is going to give you a message within the next three days or three nights. Mm-hmm. She, she corrects me. Okay? Great. Okay, Perfect. You're very welcome, and thank you so much for calling in, Kim. I don't want to speak for Dick, but I am when I say from both of us, thank you very much. Thank you very thank much. Thank you guys so much. It was it, your show. The show has been great. Thank you, and thank you for for all the information. You're welcome. I'm glad it was helpful, and thank you for calling in. We'll take talk care with you. Tell your friends. Love you. Love <laughs> you, do. Kim. Bye. Love you, Take Kim. Care. Thank you. Love you. Love you too. Love Bye. You. How sweet. Wow. And that's how we do it. Boy, <laughs> I'm in awe. We could hear, what's exciting to me is we could hear Tim's heartbreak and her tears, mm-hmm. and then we could hear her smiles at the end of the conversation. Mm-hmm. And we could hear her, feel her heart lighten. Mm-hmm. And, and, that's what gives me the joy. <laughs> well, I, there are so many things that give me the joy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless your heart, dear. Thank you thank for being with us again. Thank um, you for the opportunity, Dick. Thank you. 
if people um, are interested in following up, we learned your uh, not only your phone number and your um, email and your website and your YouTube channel. Uh, I'm going to put all of those on Facebook, if it's okay. Oh, please do. Uh, Thank you. I'll, I'll put it with uh, both. I have it on my regular uh, news feed. But there is a Facebook page called Glocal News in Social Artistry, and people can go there. And uh, after I get through uh, editing today's show, I'll I'll repost and uh, edit the message, and I'll put all that information in. And uh, people can contact you and follow up in any way that they'd like. Oh, thank you so much. It's always such a pleasure to speak with you. Wow. Uh, well, I'm looking forward to the next time. Um, and our hour has uh, has gone, and uh, I just love you so much. Thanks so I much. Love, I love you, Dick. <laughs> Thank you so much. And listeners, uh, you've been witness to a, a wonderful hour uh, with Diana Rankin, and uh, I'm just choking up, so I'm just going to say uh, uh, I'm going to sign off with my new little sign-off that says, Wherever you are, that is your world. Uh, please leave your world cleaner and more peaceful than you found it and maybe i'll be adding uh, and more loving than you found it uh, because if it is to be it is up to us and we'll talk to you soon take care Krishna